When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we did it. Thanks, guys. Oh, Lou's that gone. That was fun, man. That was awesome, dudes. Yeah, that was great. That's uh, exactly what I knew it was going to be. And Lou's no slouch. He's pretty fucking funny. He's a good guy. He's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew he had potential. So uh, anyways, <laughs> you guys, thanks for being part. And we'll do it again, for sure. Sorry that Anytime, I have an ADD yeah. and I don't stop talking. No, you're great. No, it was it was perfectly balanced. The only thing Lou didn't have much to contribute on was baby stuff, but uh, I knew he wouldn't. So it was cool. But uh, no, man, it was great. Uh, I was really happy with uh, with everything. No, it was perfect was balance. Great. You guys, yeah. all, everybody was uh, getting equal mic time. It was good. But every time I'd look down at like, Jeff, how high are you right now? I'm not. That's a lie. The whole time you're like. I don't know what to do with my face. I was like. There were certain was times, so Jeff, by the way. That, there were certain times, Jeff, that, uh, um, <laughs> that where the lighting, it made you look like you had a Hitler stash. Well, I, I do have kind of a little mustache here. Yeah, and the way you have your because you have your earphones on too, to me it looks like you and the shadows, it looks like you have a hair like a bob. All right, get Lewis back on and we're starting over. Yeah, this new podcast. <laughs> oh, I gotta fix my hair. <laughs> God, I miss you guys. Oh, I know. Yeah, likewise. It's, it's gonna be fun, you guys. I uh, can't wait till the first comedy show. Uh, yeah, I'm honestly, I bet I thought about it. I'm gonna like cry. I'm gonna cry for the first three minutes I'm on stage. I'm just gonna have nothing to <laughs> yeah, say. And make it awkward. <laughs> You're just gonna say one joke and then finish it with but I'm no, but I'm I yeah, I'm honestly looking to like I know I got a newborn and that's like no, obviously that's responsibility number one, but like getting to Barry is gonna be I really want to mix it up and get out there and get involved. And I want to take this podcast. Yeah. When I get there, I want to take this podcast out there. I want to promote comedy shows. I'm thinking about ways to like, like have like a big Chris live comedy jam or like, you know, spot or hitch on basement. Yeah. Have comedy basement or have a, have a show or get a, like a show with a live audience, whether it's at Donnelly's with you guys or, or whatever, right? Um, That'd be fun. Like hitch on to something that's happening already or start my own thing. I don't know if I have the jam to do that, but like hitch on to something where there's gonna be a live crowd and we broadcast it through my social media stream. And the only thing is, is that the stream doesn't last. You can only watch it live because then the comedians won't get their jokes fucking stolen on the internet. Yeah. The live stream will stop and it, boom, it's gone. But you, if you want to tune into the show, it's happening at 9 p.m. on Thursday or whatever time we, we promote it as. But the live stream will come and go. It's only in that moment. So that's well, kind of how it, once, it's happening. Once, uh, it's back up and running. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, yeah, let's, let's, let's keep working on that. But anyways, I wanted to throw that out there as an idea for you guys. Cause uh, um, yeah, like I say, I want to mix it up and, and get out there and, and just make all the connections again. Cause it's been so yep. fucking long. Too long. I can't wait. I can't wait anymore. What's that? Sorry. I just can't do it anymore. Plandemic. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Karen. Uh, what was her name? Denise. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, but no, Diane. Like, I, oh God. I can't even yeah. her fucking name. She's on Facebook all the time too. Like, Oh fuck. She might be the one that said eyeballs I brought to this podcast and she's going to be like, <laughs> Oh yeah. It's tomorrow's going to be interesting. Funny. That's funny. And I feel yeah. sorry too, for people that have had to have like, their their baby shower taken away from them which your wife would have 
Yeah, although it was a great virtual baby shower. Her sister went above and beyond, but yeah. Yeah, and then same with um, like her delivering in the hospital. Probably have she probably have had to wear a mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like I couldn't leave. We couldn't leave the room. So that was the thing too. Like uh, for um, uh, for COVID rules, like she went into labor in the house and I had to drop her off and then wait in the car for her to call me or for someone from the switchboard at the nurse's station to call me and tell me, yeah, she's legit going into labor. Now you can come in. And like, so she had to go in by herself. And then when I got in there, I couldn't leave the room. Uh, so the go-to, like when, you know, "Ah, I don't know what to do as a new dad or what, what, how do I support her? Go get ice chips. I couldn't even get ice chips, man. They had had to order ice chips from the nurses. They were like our fucking servants. When I was giving birth, thankfully, my husband could leave to go get food. You could do Uber Eats or something, but um, he could go, but he just couldn't leave the hospital. Mm. But it sucked because a week after my son was born, he stopped breathing. And uh, so I like I ran, I was running into the hospital with him in my arm, had the my diaper bag in the other arm. They wouldn't let my husband in. I'm like in work clothing. So I'm just uncomfortable trying to hold a baby. They put a sick person next to me, but my husband can't come in. No fucking way. We were just here like three days ago. Wow. Yeah. So what what happened? Was he okay? What was yeah? Yeah, yeah. he's 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 fine. Follow up on that one, please. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was just um he had mucus stuck in his throat and he couldn't get it out. So that's scary. Holy fuck. It was scary. I guess babies sometimes if they don't clean them out the way they used to, like the doctors Mm. used to take all of that out, but they don't. Shoddy nurses. (laughs) Yeah. And like, literally that was the scariest moment of my life. Like I had to ran to, or not ran, we jumped in the truck. Thankfully my husband was still home. He drove to my family doctor that we just left. I'm like, I can't get him to breathe. I was like trying to scoop it out of his throat. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's fucked, man. We have the, um, sorry, I'm just trying to publish this to Facebook at the same time, but uh, we have the owlet, which yeah. is like a little fucking sock thing, but those aren't perfect either. So that, man, when that thing goes off, all our phones are lighting up, the base stations, it's like a frigging fire alarm. Um, so, uh, uh, anyways i triggered it one night because she has she gets the hiccups really bad <laughs> just really really strong hiccups and then so between the the strength of the hiccups and me patting her back it like made the outlet think that she had a heartbeat of 300 beats per minute and it was fucking like going crazy and stuff like that and lisa's trying to get like one hour of sleep upstairs she comes in like what's going on like it's fucking crazy man luckily nothing yeah, I- heard that I, I considered those but a few people told me that they go off more falsely than not yeah and and it's like the even just the anxiety of of um like checking the stats all the time and like worrying all the time like that's been that's uh yeah that's been kind of stressful but it's okay I'm, I'm glad like it's it's good that when we only use it now when she's sleeping next to us in the bed so like we only uh we only put it <laughs> on or What's you that, have, sorry? You have like a docatot. A what, sorry? It's it's called like a docatot. You can get different types of ones. It's basically like a sleeping device for babies. That yeah. way you won't, you don't risk really sleeping on them. Like oh, no, she's not in our bed. I mean, she's in the bassinet beside the bed. But when we put her in, um, uh, yeah, anyways, we put the outlet on her when she's sleeping, sorry, beside us in the, in the bassinet. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know there's that that exists, though. That sounds cool. 
My, my second son was the worst sleeper at the beginning. He had, I hate co-sleeping and I had to co-sleep with him. Really? Yeah. Just to get oh, him down. To sleep, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, other than gassiness at times, as you mentioned, Jeff, I, I wouldn't call it colic, but she certainly has had some bad gas and, and uh, acid reflux or not acid reflux, but some kind of reflux. Like she's just drinking and then she's puking and drinking and puking and drinking and puking and, you know, and then lets out a fart, you know, and then feels better. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, you know, but other than that, like she's a sweetheart. Yeah, I'm so glad you have a baby, Chris. Oh, it's the best, man. It's the, yeah, man, it thanks, just gets guys. better. Like it's I said, I wasn't sure if it was going to happen there, but like, like Ariana, even like two years ago, like we were chatting and, and I, we were headed down the fertility route and we only got as far into it as we got checked. Um, like just to make sure that I, I got boys, I got swimmers and she was checked to see if she's good. And we were, um, but it still wasn't happening. And so we were about to go down the, you know, arduous route of, of the fertility thing. And then the pandemic hit. And then it was like, Oh, well, fuck it. Let's just drink to forget then. Glug, glug, glug. And wouldn't you know, wouldn't you know, around August, something hit and it just all yeah. happened. Like, it was like fucking right. Like, it was so exciting. Such a blessing too. like, just to be like, we totally put it out of our minds. We just, just got wasted for seven months and you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden we made a baby. So I think know. there's part of like the, you put the pressure on yourself and your wife, yeah. I'm sure it felt the same way. And it's just like, yeah. you let that go and it's so oh, got past the goalie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole, yeah. Oh man. And here's the, well, this is, I told my best friend, Wendy, this, uh, um, she was the MC at our wedding and, and we used to do the radio show in Kingston at K rock. She was my co-host there. And anyways, uh, uh, when I told her that Lisa was pregnant, she's like, Oh my God, you did it. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, and I know, I know the night that it happened too. Like it was the hottest, you know, <laughs> anyways, it was great, man. I'm like, I got down on my knees. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I won't go into details, but like, yeah, man, like I knew I delivered it that night. That's the funniest part. I was like, yeah, I remember it like, you know, like I walk into work the next day and just like, you're strutting. I'm like, oh, I fucking gave it to her last night. Yeah. You know? And then next, you know, a couple of weeks later, it's like, oh, I really, I really uh -oh. did give it to her. Yeah. I, I gave it all to her. Yeah. Oh, did I ever? <laughs> what's that we're going in deep enough i guess not yeah i know who knew too who much knew? stump too yeah, yeah i know not enough stump yeah it was too much yeah, yeah. Said, yeah. Not enough stump yeah it needed to be the full tree too much man. mountain yeah. <laughs> um the fox lounge closed uh -huh. like i don't know what we're gonna do with our tuesday or what that's what i'm saying man somebody needs to step up and i want to get out there and and help help do what i can do to get things going again Chris, I can find a venue. Okay. She can. She's I, just, good at it. I personally cannot do a weekly show, not with kids. Yeah, it can't be weekly. No, no. I'm saying like monthly, bi monthly, That's just for the monthly. Yeah. Actually, no, because Dan had a weekly going. We had a, well, it was an open mic on Mondays at the, yeah, Wranglers. It wasn't really a show. Yeah, no, I, I'd rather do it as a monthly because I'd like to try and get a head like a paid headliner, and I'd like to start yeah. turn it into a I thing. Find so. another venue. I yeah. think people are gonna be horny for entertainment when this opens up. Like, I think oh, I can't wait. I'm honestly, I'm gonna put on a um. A, there's a legion in New Law. I want to put on a show here, and then another one in Angus. Yeah. Nice. Well, like I say, I've got Dean Blundell and I. I'm not invited. <laughs> Fair. Enough. Is there a beef? <laughs> Oh, there's a beef, isn't there? Um, well, you can come. <laughs> just started. Um, but uh, uh, I was saying, like, uh, Dean Blundell, since I'm on his podcast network, I, I've gotten to know Dean a little bit. And um, 
you know, he's game for helping to promote all sorts of different ideas and, and anything that creates content. So I even try and get him involved, you know, even get him to come down and host it or something. You know what Fuck I mean? Yeah. Put that name on it. Yeah. Can you do a segment called stoned comedians? Yeah. That'd be funny. Or just just call it like the hot box, and then everybody's just smoking doobies. Comedians hot box. Oh, there's no way that doesn't exist already. That has to exist. Has to, yeah, I'll have to look it up. Podcast. That was the thing. Yeah. My old podcast was called the Green Room <clears throat> Podcast. I'm like, fuck. There's like nine Green Room podcasts out there. I'm like, fuck that. I remember when I first did the um, show. What was the um, show that Scott had going at the? Uh, oh. Green leaf or whatever. That was like my first stoner show. That was so fun. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. What was it? Was it the vape lounge in Barry and the, the yeah, vape it was green leaf place? vapor lounge? I think. Oh green. fuck, man! I only did that show once, but all I remember, and I might have been really too stoned to really know, I ripped that fucking room apart. That was. I remember like, and I went in. I was so stoned. I was just improvising, but I fucking I I didn't ha- I and I was like fuck. And I remember before they were recording it, and I was like. And I was being all fucking paranoid because I was super fucking high. Like I was just ripping bongs and I ate some edibles before I went there. And I was just like so whack. <laughs> and, and so I was sitting there getting high as fuck. And then I saw they were recording video on all the different sets. And I was like, I don't want to be recorded. No, because I was worried about my work. Like I don't know why I was worried about work, me being high. Like it was about to be legal. It was before it was legalized. But like, so I don't know. I got paranoid. And I remember just going up there and maybe doing a couple of my fucking tree stump jokes and some of the regulars, but in between just massive sets of improvisation, but I was fucking destroying the room. And then I got off and I'm like, why didn't I fucking, oh, I need a recording. Of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's just, fuck this fucking weed. No. So anyways, it was, a I, can't, I can't do stand up comedy stoned. I have like PTSD. I think like the, th- I used to always get high before doing the show. And I think like my third set in ever doing comedy, I got on the stage and I forgot literally everything I was going to talk about. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> When I did that, when I did the green leaf, I was like, "Oh no, I have to! I need to leave this room entirely." I'm like, "I can't even get a little bit high." Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah like that room, like that, there was no ventilation in there. Like None. it was, yeah, that. No wonder I got so fucked. Like it was I crazy. Had so much fun in that. Why they they just closed it because? Well, because it became legal. How do you have a business like they? The whole point was you can go and use there. And you know, it's a place for you to use. Uh, but now it's like it's legal. You can fucking smoke a dude. But I would street. still go to one because as somebody who prefers weed over drinking, I'd rather go like if there was something cool going yeah. on where a bunch of people were high all the time, I'd be like, uh yes. Yeah, I guess so, eh? It's like even if you, if you could if you made any business a high business, like think of it. They have the arcade game downtown. If they said like yeah. 420 arcade where you just smoke doobies and play video games, uh, I think I actually think so. I know this um, because uh, I know that there are strict laws about cannabis and advertising or cannabis, like about the regulations of legality. Um, in that, I can't have a sponsor on this podcast uh like a oh, really yeah so friends of mine own a, a dispensary and uh an independent dispensary and i asked them and they were like normally we would they sponsored my uh when they were just a bong shop they sponsored my old podcast the audio version uh the green room podcast you know and and i was like now that you guys are actually selling real weed uh would you like to sponsor and they were like actually legally we can't 
because of the, the advertising laws and stuff. So I think there's part of it is too, is that you can't name things. I think there's a, there's part of the way you brand your company uh, can't be cannabis. You know, there has to strict laws about how you image it. Um, and, and also I think maybe the vape lounge that the, some of those sticky bureaucratic laws might've gotten them as well. I'm, I don't quote me on that. That's all, you know, just me talking off the top of my head, but. Well, really, they weren't making money either. It was like people were going there. They spend five dollars to get in. They were buying maybe a chocolate bar, but they were sitting there with their own stash and and yeah, that's true. Their shoots. They, yeah. they needed better munchies. Like you fucking put a Cinnabon in there. Oh yeah, just swimming in money. Or a fucking Taco Bell, like any, like if you had a, literally a fucking food court at a mall, and then had a comedy show where everyone's allowed to smoke weed or vape weed at least. Can this uh, be an idea? Because I want to go there. Right now, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. It's great, right? <laughs> Sounds awesome. Uh, even for the babies, so the baby will have the puree Taco Bell. It'll be great. Jeff, do you still smoke weed? Yes, of course. Why wouldn't I? I don't know. I, thought you I don't trust comedians that don't smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> I remember after um, having like being pregnant because obviously I didn't smoke weed when I was pregnant. Yeah. Um, I was like, this is it. I'm not going to smoke weed again. Like I'm nine months is a long time. And then, and then yeah, out, baby's out. Baby's uh, out. Mommy <laughs> needs mama's little helper. How good was that first session? So good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to wait though. Cause I was nursing. Right. Yeah. No, oh, right. That's all oh, fuck, man. You want to talk about bullshit? Um, well, not bullshit, but because Lisa had the cesarean, right? Yeah. Um, so they took the placenta out manually. And because I guess because she's like 38, she's quote unquote a geriatric pre- pregnancy. They actually fucking called that a geriatric pregnancy. Fuck you, doctor. Anyways, but because of that, she didn't quite create all the hormones and stuff to produce milk. So like she was at the pump like three times a day and getting like a shot glass worth of milk. But that's so- normal. Honestly, Chris, oh, one thing they don't tell so your milk comes in at like 28 weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. So, but the thing is, and they don't tell women this. And I said this to the hospital because you have to write in and say it like to the health, whatever. And they ask for advice. And I said, you need to explain to women that it's not, no offense. I know there's two men in this, but mm-hmm. uh, it's not easy to breastfeed. It took me forever when Atticus was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, we went through the whole thing. Like it, it wasn't even like about getting the latch, like she could get on the latch, but nothing was coming out. Right. Um, like there was this, like we had a bit of colostrum in the beginning, uh, but that was it. Right. And, and then we, and now, now she's a formula baby, but, um, but whatever, she's super healthy. Doctor's like, Oh yeah. 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. So yeah, my, my first son, was, my son was formula too. My wife's tiny she couldn't produce enough milk either and yeah. i'll tell you the good thing about formula once they get off it it's like you found all this extra money it's like when they get off diapers too you're like you're not oh, paying for yeah. diapers or formula anymore look at all this extra money we have that was the thing that bothered me the most you know lisa's upset because you know she wants to be a mom and feed her you know from her body right like like you know there's i'm sure there's an instinct there but for me i was like fuck fuck you know it's <laughs> gonna fucking cost us jesus we were not prepared for this economic hit you know like shit but it's true like if your wife i i had actually had to go to like a lactation specialist there's women that's like specifically work with women to get their milk you went to that too man it was fucked honestly it's it's way more normal than you think like i know more women that couldn't so yeah and i I felt i remember crying because i was like i can't be a proper mom yeah yeah i i know that's the gut yeah for sure i mean like there's a sick like a stigma around it and i don't know why we're women get made fun of because they bre- they don't breastfeed. It's like, your baby's fed, like, fuck off. 
Yeah. Yeah. As long as the baby's healthy and, and our family doctor is the one who, who made her throw in the towel. Uh, family doctor was like, uh, are you, she said, you know, I'm still trying to pump and I'm still not getting anything. You know, it's been, she's, she's a month old now. Like, you know, what do I do here? And the doctor just said, you know what? She's perfectly healthy. She's beyond healthy. In fact, she is the size of a two month old at four weeks. Uh, so she's like double the size, you know, she's a two month old at, at four weeks. So, you know, uh, he said, just throw in the towel. And so she did anyways. So she had a white wine spritzer tonight. Woohoo! Time. Yeah. Welcome back. Short story long. Yeah. Welcome back to the party. Um, well, I mean, you guys, Ariana, you know, you guys are super emotional. You're going through, I mean, it's, isn't it insane what they go through, Chris? Like really you oh, sit dude, back and you watch I, it and you really don't appreciate it until you see it. Um, but uh, it's crazy. Look for postpartum too. A lot of women don't talk about mm-hmm. it, but uh, women get really depressed. Like, especially I, th- uh-huh. I cause I think your woman, your, your woman, your wife, My woman. <laughs> your That's wife had Angus. a career, right? Your wife had a career before this. Uh, yeah. So she, yeah, she, she, she got a promotion. Um, so she got pregnant and then she was offered a promotion and she actually tried to turn the promotion down um, and said, no, listen, I've got news. Uh, I'm pregnant. And so I don't think it's the right time for me to take this job. And uh, I'm willing to, you know, park everything for now. And they said, nope, you're still the person for the job. Don't worry. The job is here. You can have it. You can work from home for the length of your, uh, until you go on mat leave. And then, and then when you come back, you, the job's yours, no problem. So she worked from September until uh, March at her new job remotely. And, uh, and then she goes back next March or whatever uh, um, to, uh, to back to work to her new gig. And, and it's a way better gig. Like it's insane. So um, so it's great. So it's, a, it's all wins. So she's not having any of that. Yeah. But she was a career woman. You're totally right with that. Um, it comes later though. Like I, I find it's worse this time around because you can't do anything. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm career driven and yeah. I'm like trying as a woman, for some reason we become the primary carers. Mm-hmm. And so everything falls on a woman. We have to plan like doctor's appointments, getting them to daycare, yeah. uh, working, cleaning, cooking. And then you just, you don't have time to be yourself anymore. Like, yeah. I think that's why comedy was my outlet because I just everything could fuck off. For- yeah. And I think, yeah, you're, you know, that's a good advice, Ariana, because, um, you know, like she is for sure the planner and for sure the, you know, uh she she's you know i was going to say you know she's not getting any postpartum but she's getting post postpartum ocd is more like it uh you know with the amount of planning and this and that and the other and we got to move you know there's yeah. that stress on top of it moving just make um, sure like when things open up you get and it's it's hard for a woman to let go of their first baby for somebody else to care for them mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if you can get out and take her on a date so it's just you two so she's just not yeah. a mom for like well she is a mom but yeah. A couple hours. I've been saying uh, that as soon as we can, um, I want to take a four day trip to Cuba or take a four day, like one of those quick, not a five day or a seven day all inclusive, but like, let's go to a four day, like long weekend getaway to Mexico or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, no, we'll never want to leave the baby. And I'm like, no, I'm not so fucking sure about that. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that if grandma and grandpa want to hang on to her for a weekend, no, I, well, I find every woman's different for me. There's something called like a postpartum anxiety. And I didn't know about it till this time around. And um, I didn't, I didn't trust anybody with him like at all. So yeah. it took me until like he was two before I'd even let him sleep at somebody else's house. Oh, wow. Now, 
now I'm just like, fucking go take them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the, uh, the voice of experience right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, man, it's uh, thanks for the advice, man. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll keep an eye out. My mom was too. was on me about, well, make sure that you, you know, look after the postpartum to keep an eye out for that. And I'm like, this OCD chick, no way. You know, <laughs> that's the way I but like you know what? I find like, I found this first time around, I didn't notice it. I didn't notice what it was where the second time it, I knew what it was. You knew it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm so so, like strong minded that I do everything myself. And then I just, I had to ask for more help the second time around, but two is so much harder than one. My God. Yeah. Yeah. She's got three under five. The third one's on, it's got down syndrome. So it's like, Oh, that's a handful too. Oh my God, dude. Well, yeah. we, and they've got COVID. Probably. No, all the yeah. things. Oh my God, man. I know. Yeah. They're in Vancouver and there's, we're helpless, but they've all kind of, anyways, I don't want to be Debbie Downer at the end here, but yeah, that's a, that's a lot of stuff to handle, man. Well, I'm getting the snip. That's the other thing too. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, we're have one and done. So I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, neutered in the coming weeks. My husband gets neutered. I'm like what? so scared to get pregnant again. I, I can't handle more than two. No, yeah, there's no way. He, well, he he's surely he'll he's game. No. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Good. He got yeah. it booked, and then everything shut down again. So now he just has to rebook it. He just got a new job, so he's just waiting till he's in for a little bit, and then he's gonna get it. Nice. Get your nice. buddy Crazy Steve. He can probably do it. Yeah, Crazy Steve. <laughs> guys, let me show you the picture. <laughs> crazy Steve, the wrestler. Look, look, Crazy Steve. I had to I had to Google him. Steve. Do it. Steve Scott works at Impact Wrestling. Okay. Okay. I'm going to show you his picture. This is his picture. Wow. That's uh. wow. He's a wrestler. All right. He's a wrestler from Angus. <laughs> and he's like legally blind. He's got like um, <laughs> bubbles. Glasses. Gone wrong. <laughs> so he, he can't like. His, oh, well, they are like, legit. American yeah. professional based in Nashville. Yeah. See? Motherfuckers, don't okay. All right. I'm a professional wrestler. Well, that's right on, right on, Ariana. Well, that's where our beef started. Jeff didn't take me seriously. I don't take you seriously. No. Are you still right. doing that multi-level marketing stuff? Is that what you're doing for your careers? <laughs> <laughs> Them's fighting words. Ding, ding, ding. All right, I gotta go, guys. I gotta get up at three in the morning. But uh, thanks for oh, hanging yeah. out. It's been great. Buddy. I'm gonna use this secondary chat too as, as a bonus audio only. Uh, I hate you, Jeff. Thing. So be I safe, everybody. Guys. I miss you guys. Yeah. I hate you, Jeff. Bye, Chris. Yeah, that's not true. You. you guys sooner than later. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast, NBC Sports. 
Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.